Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Welcome to April. We ought to an awesome theme this month. Yes, we do. So this theme this month, we're focusing on marriage and love. Mm, time to dive into it. So we're going to heat up this month. Yes. And if you've been following Getting Magnetic for a while, you've had this podcast for over two and a half years. And um, it was kind of like entrepreneurship focused at first. We've gone in a lot of different directions. I mean, we talked on all things, but mm-hmm. we've kind of niched down more into love and business. And as we've started 2023, we have honed in on specific themes. So January was all about vision. Mm-hmm. We had a great guest, Christy Dryling, to finish it out. February was get smart with your money. We had a couple of guests in February. We had uh, Greg O'Brien and the Credit Brothers. In March, our theme was on leadership. We had Debbie Neal on. And this month is on marriage and love. And we're going to get real and raw and don't totally even know where it's all going to go. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to, we're going to do it together. We're excited to dive in into it too, because Sandy and I, and I think we're going to share a little bit today about our love story. And some of you may have know it and it, and it actually was the very first episode of this podcast. You could go back and listen is our full fledged, like our story. We've actually known each other our whole lives since birth. And we'll share a little bit about that today. But so we have a very strong foundation in knowing each other and in our marriage, but also realizing that marriage, you don't just like coast off the wedding day or coast off love or coast off your foundation. You've got to continuously work at it. And so this month for us is like us working on it as well in talking through these topics in, you know, we're, we're working to set up an interview with like kind of marriage pros. Mm -hmm. And this is for us to learn and grow in our marriage alongside you guys too, whether you're married or in a relationship or you want to be, I think this is going to be a super, super valuable month for you. Yes. So before we dive in, we like to start our episodes with an A block, which is just kind of like a check-in or kind of like usually something more personal. Um, And sometimes we pull inspiration from this cute little book we have. It's called Say I Do to a Successful Marriage, 300 plus questions to build a rewarding, happy, and intimate relationship. So Wade doesn't know what I'm about to open, but Ooh, I open this. She always and I'm surprises like, me. I actually really do want to know the answer to this question because I often wonder if this thing would be done if it weren't for me. Mm. How often should we change the sheets? I knew that was coming as soon as you said that. Um, how often... If I, it was just up to me. If I didn't exist, how often would you change the sheets? And like, so I was a bachelor. (laughs) Just answer the question. If I was a bachelor, I mean, weeks for sure. I think two weeks is probably good. But in my brain, while I think two weeks is probably good, it would probably take me usually three or four to actually change them. Like really, if I didn't notice anything dirty, I bet when I was a bachelor, it was probably... Uh, hopefully every two weeks, but maybe a little longer. So maybe we're at like the brink. Cause I feel like I usually change every like 10, 12 days. Yeah. And 
I'm just like, he like legit doesn't do this. But maybe like if I just keep letting it go, if I just keep letting the dead cell skin cells pile up and the sweat. Honestly, it always seems like clean to me. Like if I noticed it, it was clean. clean. I just like rotating it. Like something about having it like fresh feels nice. Yeah. And I know that your your standard, like you'll want to clean it sooner than me. So that boom, you take the action to, to clean it because you're like a seven or 10 or whatever day. And I'm more of a 14 to 20. And so, okay, it, that is what it is. All right. That was better than I thought. I yeah. thought you were going to be like, I don't know, like four times a year. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> that, I mean, I sweat. I generate a lot of heat. I so. know. I sleep next to you. Yeah. And you drool. So. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and grind my teeth and all the things. <laughs> we're so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into You haven't been sleeping with your retainers lately, have you? I know. I need to get back in. Wow. That. No, you've been, you've been trying to be sexier i guess right <laughs> sometimes it's retainers in eye mask on over the face like good night baby and i'm like oh good night lately we've been doing mouth tape because it's good to like breathe through your nose at night instead of your mouth and so it's, it's just so funny like we can't make it life. through the night though like we found it i did last night actually you did? yeah oh wow yeah. i haven't made it through with mouth tape i find it like wrapped around my finger or yeah. actually speaking of finger um this is crazy oh, no. what don't tell it that story kind of hurt i'm still i still can't sit right that's just not <laughs> even funny he's so annoying sometimes no what i was going to share was the nightmare i had the other night about that girl breaking into our house and taking my oh my wedding gosh, ring yeah. and i woke up in real life and my wedding ring my band and my diamond like engagement ring were not anywhere to be found they were off of my finger and i was like wait i thought that was a dream and I like frantically was going through the sheets, couldn't find them. And then Cam woke up, Wade was out of town. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I'll let it be for a bit. Like I'll go back in a little bit and check. And then Wade FaceTimed later and he's like, how's your morning? And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird, but I can't find my rings. Like I went to sleep. I always sleep with them on, which maybe isn't a great habit. I don't know, but they were off. And I dreamt that someone like broke in and like violently ripped them off my finger. So wild. And so then, um, my dreams are so vivid and like intense. And so then I ran up there and I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a second shot. And I did, I found the band like in the sheets, like somewhere in there. And then I found the diamond, like at the foot of the bed on Wade's side. Like I was like, wow, like I must've done work in my dream to like hide these and not even know. Yeah. I remember getting home. So I went to a three day work conference and I got home and yes, Sandy was like, yeah, I don't, and I don't, I'm not, she wasn't even wearing her, her wedding band or her re- wedding ring. I'm like, what? You still haven't found it. You still don't have it. And like, I didn't even think about it. Like, I feel like some partners might be like, what? oh, you are, I'm away and you aren't wearing your ring or whatever. Like that <laughs> thought didn't even cross my mind, but does anyone else feel like naked when they don't have their ring on? Like when yes. I go to the gym, I take it off. Cause I don't want it like tarnishing on a barbell, but I always like reach for it and feel like naked when I'm not wearing it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, let's get into the good stuff. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, this is all about unlocking us and unlocking you and unlocking like you and your spouse where you're at. And I think a, a great way to do that is to dive deep on your roots. Like, where did we begin? Like, what's our foundation? And sometimes even just simply retelling your love story to somebody, whether it's over dinner with new friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reignites that spark of like, wow, we have a really cool story. And it's so easy to get stuck in the day-to-day mundane stuff and like forget about your roots and where you came from and how 
it used to be like so magical and giddy and like butterflies and just, oh, they couldn't do anything wrong. Um, and then as time goes on and, you know, more things get intertwined and overlap and maybe you have kids, like it just, it's easy to not be as intentional and we're very focused on staying intentional about our marriage. So you think we should start with like sharing a little bit about how we started as a couple? I think so. I think like you said, I like the word roots and rooting down into our foundation and, and kind of sharing our story. And I also, before we share our roots and our foundation and our story, want to empower you, the listener, you might have a really strong foundation and really strong roots and an amazing love story. And if so, that's amazing. And you may not, and that's okay too. And that's, you know, your story is unique to you and it's amazing. And because what we've realized like along the way is some people have to build roots as they grow. And like, we know some couples that maybe got married because they had a kid or, or something else. And like, they've had to, we realize not everyone you know, we've known each other our whole lives. Our families know each other. We got to build a strong foundation. We got to date long distance. We got to move in together. We got to do all these things that we felt were right for us and build strong roots and foundation, but not everyone has had that same opportunity or privilege. And so sometimes it's building roots as you go or strengthening roots as you go. And so no matter what your story is, that that is it's unique to you and it's your story and you can always continue to work on and build the foundation and the roots of of any relationship yes we're still building ours too yeah mm-hmm. so, so where does it all begin i would say it begins uh back in like what what year did our parents graduate high school i have no idea like 76 or something like that maybe or 78 yeah yeah so my dad and wade's mom went to high school together in wayland massachusetts Um, my dad was two years younger than his mom and, um, Wade's mom was good friends with my aunt, my dad's sister. And so like, they knew each other as teenagers, Mm -hmm. what were they? 16, 17, 18, the Jenkins, which was, um, Wade's mom's maiden name, the Jenkins knew the Elliot's that was my dad's. That's my maiden name. Um, and we're friends back in Wayland. And, um, then fast forward to 89, your dad went to San Diego State, was like, oh my gosh, I'm never leaving here. California. Bought a house in Laguna Niguel. Yeah, settled in California. Met your mom, like randomly visiting from Switzerland. Yes. The rest is history. Fast forward to 1989. Yes. They very quickly get pregnant with me. And um, my aunt found out that Jen, Wade's mom, was moving to a small town called Laguna Niguel, California and was like, oh my gosh, I need to send a baby gift. By the way, remember my little brother, Jimmy, Jimmy Elliott? He lives in Laguna Niguel and his wife is pregnant. So, you know, we got to sync you guys up. So that's how this spark began. My mom and Wade's mom were both pregnant with us, Sandy and Wade, and we were due three weeks apart. And my mom was here from Switzerland. Wade's family had just moved here from Massachusetts. They're both new to the area. They're both about to be first time new moms. And so they met and they hit it off and they spent a ton of time together. And so we have a plethora of childhood videos and pictures and so many, I was about to say memories, but I honestly don't remember. No, no. we were too little. Only the pictures. We remember the pictures. Um, and they, the Crittities, so that was Wade's family. Um, the Crittities lived here until we were about two before they relocated back to the East coast. So a lot of our very young baby life years, that's why we always say we're baby best friends, baby best friends, turned husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of in-between story that we skip over with that little line, but, um, that's how it started. And, um, people will often be like, wow. So have you guys only been with each other? Have you only dated one another? Did you start dating in middle school and like your like high school sweethearts and you've always been together? No, that's, that's not how it went down. No, we moved to the East coast. We, you know, we grew up, we eventually go to school and we're, we're then family friends where we'd see each other maybe once a year, every other year they would visit, we would visit. And so we knew of each other and we would see each other. And as we got older and into high school, it's like, Oh, my, my family friend, Sandy's kind of cute, but like we're family friends. Like that's not a thing. And I remember my mom was like, when prom was coming around junior prom in high school, she was like, you should take Sandy Elliott. I was like, mom, no, stop embarrassing me. But like inside I was like, that would be so cool. But like, no, I can't do that. No, that's our friend and whatever. So it's funny. Almost there was like seeds planted. And I remember, um, in it was probably what what that Christmas card that you guys sent out where you and your buddies were smoking cigars. That was, was that our senior school? picture. Okay, yeah. so that was like high school graduation. Yeah, so I yeah, remember graduation. getting that card. I think it was like I don't know if it was your graduation announcement or if it was your guys's Christmas card or something. But I remember seeing that picture of you and your buddies smoking cigars mm-hmm. and like literally thinking you were like the hottest creature that ever existed on the planet, which is funny. Cause I've seen that picture and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that back in the day, that was cool. Yeah. yeah the baggy so pants. This I cool. hijacked that picture out of the pile of like Christmas cards and I put it in my desk and later that the next year, like spring cleaning or something, my mom and I are like cleaning out my desk and she's like, Sandy, why do you have the Critties Christmas card in your desk? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it got like stuck to my homework or something. But I literally would look at it all the time. I was always like, oh my God, he's so hot. And it's just so funny that we have these like separate, like funny memories. Yeah. And then I think like a year or two after that, actually, you guys came out to visit us. And um, it's so funny because my brother, Sam, is nine years younger than me. And so at the time, like I was what, 17 or 18, my brother's probably like eight or nine. And we all played hide and seek together. Mm -hmm. And I was like praying that like, I don't know, we'd have like a seven minutes in heaven makeout the session moment in the closet. In the closet. <laughs> but it was like awkward because our families were there. Totally. And, like it would never happen. And then my brother later was like, I felt like you were flirting with that guy. Isn't that our cousin? I was like, that's not our cousin. They're family friends. And I wasn't flirting with him. Okay. <laughs> so we have these like funny memories yeah, growing, growing up, up. Like as family friends, they were just very sporadic. Like mm-hmm. every, you know, few years, nothing like super significant. And then let's see, it was May of 2013, mm-hmm. a couple months after my mom had unexpectedly passed away. I was going through this like massive life transformation. I had just quit my job. I had been in a relationship with someone for five years. I thought I was going to like spend my life with him, but I didn't like the way he reacted to this like really traumatic thing I went through in my life. And I was part of why I went on this trip to the East coast. I booked a trip to go see Wade's mom and my two aunts, my dad's sisters. I wanted clarity from these maternal figures in my life. Like, what do I do? Like the thought of my mom dying and not knowing who my husband is, is so like tragic to me. Like, And basically the answer I got through that week of being with them was basically your mom would want you to be happy. Like if you're not fully in it with your heart, with this guy, like don't latch on to the thought that your mom knew him and she's not going to know whoever your husband is. Like you have to let that go. You're not going to be miserable if you're settling just because your mom knew this guy, like whatever. So while I'm on that trip, I was staying with Jen, Wade's mom. And Jen and I, I mean, I've known her my whole life. She's always been like an auntie or like a second mom, like 
we have so much fun together and she's hilarious and so vivacious and just like a beam of light. And, um, while I was staying with her, Wade, you were just finishing grad school, finishing grad school. I think I was living at home at that point. I think you were like randomly living at home for like two months before you were about to move into your own place downtown. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like this weird overlap that I happened to be visiting your mom and I was super alert to the cat. So she's like, Wade's room has the cat in it the least. So you're going to stay in Wade's room. He'll sleep downstairs in the basement. And I'm like, okay. So I'm there like to visit her. And of course we had some overlap and we'd play Scrabble and we'd make dinners and whatever. And like, of course I saw you, but it really wasn't until more the later half of that trip. Mm -hmm. Um, I was supposed to leave. And of course I thought he was hot, but like there was nothing there. Right. At first. Well, then when I was supposed to leave the train that I was supposed to get on crashed on its way to get me. And I was supposed to take it from Boston to Philly. And so the railroads were closed for a couple of days and the flights were like crazy to get out. And I was like a broke, fresh out of college kid. I was like, okay, well, I can't afford those flights. I'll end up having to take a bus in a few days, but the bus schedule like is not ideal. So Jen, can I stay with you a few more days? She's like, of course you can, but I didn't plan on you staying and I have to go back to work. So Wade's going to have to entertain you. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was, I think it was Memorial Day weekend of 2013. And so I had off from work and I remember it was, you know, a fun weekend. I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'll just show you around. And I remember being like, okay, I want to show her around Massachusetts in Boston. We did so many fun things. So I kind of like took her under my wing and this was a totally like vulnerable, open time in her life. And so I'm like, I'm going to be, of course I thought she was cute too and everything, but I was like, I'm just going to be her friend and show her around and show her a fun time and all the things. And so I remember we went to Harvard Stadium. I showed you Harvard. It's kind of like classic. And we ran the stairs there. And like, I, I'm like not a workout person, but I was like definitely like taking one for the team to show off apparently. Yeah, yeah. And you were like impressed. You're like, wow, you just did 30. Yeah, we went hard on that. We did the whole Harvard Stadium. And then I remember we stretched after. This might, this wasn't the first thing we did. Cause I remember at that point I was like, we were stretching, like helping each other stretch. And I was like, okay, what, what is, what is happening? I like vividly can remember that moment being like, I feel something here. That's like, what is this feeling? Love. Um, I remember we went to the Rentham outlets, like shopping in my, in my car that we named Kingston actually on that trip. Yes. And, and you only liked rap music and I only liked country music. Yeah. And I was trying to like soften you. I think we blasted country with the windows down on the way there because I think my AC wasn't working and Something. the windows were down and we were on the highway and it was just so much fun. And we went out with my friends that weekend and we went to like a brewery and all the different things. And we just had so much fun together. And like the culmination of those like few days, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is extraordinary. She's amazing. I know she's my family friend, but like there's something just so magnetic about her, even in this like very trying time in her life. And I felt like I was like, this is, I almost had this like knowing this, like this, this is my wife. Like this is my person. Like I know it, even though there, it wasn't romantic, it wasn't anything like that. Um, but there was this chemistry in this magnetic force, mm -hmm. but we were, I remember I was definitely being respectful of like, you are technically still dating someone, even though you were kind of thinking about breaking up, you just lost your mom, all these things in your life. And so I was just trying to be there as a friend and respectful and everything. But I remember you finally got on a bus to head out a few days later. And we just had like such an amazing time together. And I was like, I wonder if she feels any way the way I feel. 
And so I remember we sent you off on the bus and I sent you what, what I call a millennial love letter, a text. And I have this text about how amazing she is and how magnetic she is and affirming her and how I'm here for her as a friend. And at the end, I, I decided to shoot my shot. I was like, P.S., we should make a pact to get married one day. And I sent it and I threw my phone, like not knowing what she would say back. And I remember you got the text mm-hmm. and you responded. Like, how did you receive that text? Honestly, like when I like leave, leaving that day on the bus was like, it's like one of those moments that you can look at your life and you feel like you're like watching a movie. Like I vividly remember leaving and feeling like very full of like sadness for myself, like being like, what is happening in my life right now? Like what lessons is this teaching me? I remember your mom waiting at the bus stop and waving and it was raining out and I was sitting in a window seat and like I had my head on the window and I was waving goodbye to her and I was smiling, but she couldn't see cause she was too far away. But I had like tears like dumping out of my eyes and I didn't want to leave. I was like, I don't want to leave. Like I love her. Like I had so much fun with her son. I felt for the first time in three months since my mom's passed away, I felt like I laughed a lot this week. I felt like a sense of hope that like, I'm going to be okay. And I'm not going to die from a broken heart. And I don't know, it was like this first like glimmer of happiness and then it was over and now I'm leaving. And I was just like very confused about like my life. You know, I was like, why is this all happening? Like, why did I not get to say goodbye to my mom? Why did she unexpectedly pass away? Why did I just quit my job? I'm 23 and I don't have a job when I come home. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And I have no plan. Like, I, and I'm about to break up with this guy and this week of spending here unexpectedly longer than I thought has me so curious about this new man that like, it's absolutely certain that I need to break up with the other guy. Um, because the fact that I'm curious about someone is like, you shouldn't have that when you're in a relationship. Right. So I had all these like mixed feelings and a lot of like heaviness in my chest. And so I remember when I got that text message, I was like, what the fuck? Like, he's into me? Like, he thinks I'm cute? Like, I remember thinking, like, you're out of my league. Like, what does he see in me? Like, I mean, I've done a lot of personal growth. Now I know, like, I'm freaking epic. But in the (laughs) I married up. I married up. (laughs) No, we married. We married. We married, yeah. But in the moment, I was like, did he send this to the wrong person? Like, I'm just thinking, like, me? Like, what does he see in me? Like... I just didn't think I was worthy. Who knows Sandy today and is just laughing at this? Like what? There was that version of Sandy out there. Yeah. 10 years ago, babe. Yeah. So long story longer. I got that text and I'm not kidding you guys. The second I saw that text in my mind, I was like, it's go time. Like (laughs) I know my husband. Like (laughs) I was like, okay. I broke up with the guy that I had been dating with over the phone. Like the next day. I was supposed to like fly out to wherever he was living at the time to like go watch him play baseball for 10 days. And I canceled the trip and like, I didn't like, I didn't follow through. I just, I was like, it's, it's not a thing for me. And I broke up with him and that's when like my journey with Wade began, but it wasn't like, Oh, and then we started dating. No, like it was a couple of years of us talking a lot and visiting each other and going back and forth. But like, Wade and I have like different like 
recollections or mindsets or way of like describing this next chapter, but totally different perspectives. Like I felt like, wait, if you know, you want to marry me, like, let's do it like immediately. We're 23. Just, yeah. You, you can start with your perspective. I like was like, oh my gosh, like this is all. Sandy's a lover relationship person, always in relationships. Like, yes. Well, you know, I, in that moment, I had this, like, you know, when you zoom out of your life and you're able to see it from like up above, mm-hmm. I realized, oh my God, my mom passing led me to Wade. She does know who my husband is. Like mm-hmm. it came full circle to me mm-hmm. where I was like, here I am whining and complaining about my mom, not knowing my mom knows Wade better than anyone. She like was part of his newborn days and his baby days and is dear friends with his mom. And our families like have stayed in touch over the past 20 plus years. Like this was all part of like the plan and then the train crashing and me having to stay. And like, it was just like this divine thing that I was like, Oh my God, like this is a sign it's meant to be like, this is my husband. So I'm like, you know, all eggs in one basket, like all hands on deck, like let's freaking go when and where are we getting married? Let's set a date. Like I start becoming like very obsessed with the thought of it. And, um, yeah, we were just indifferent. Yeah. So Sandy's ready to go all in right away. We're like, um, so my perspective was we're 23. I'm just finishing grad school. I went straight from like undergrad to grad school, master in finance. I was working. There's a, just a lot going on, just starting out, like establishing my career, getting ready to go into finance, everything I'd worked for. Sandy's on the West coast. I'm on the East coast. I always had this feeling I would move back to California. Like, even though I had left when I was two, I just always, I even found my mom brought over this drawing I made when I was like seven living in Massachusetts and it's of like waves and me surfing and whatever. And I just always had California on my heart, but, and I had a feeling that we would end up back in California, but I was just, I was young. It was just establishing my life and career and everything that I'd worked so hard for. And I also wasn't like the person I needed to be at. Like I needed to go out into the world, discover myself, grow, learn, mature, all sorts of things. And it it, it was mainly like I needed that freedom. I, I didn't want to just like jump in and be like, okay, I have this cross country girlfriend at age 23 that, and I'm going to marry her. And I got to make sure I get home from the bar in time to FaceTime her and all these, it's just like, I wasn't there yet in my life. So we talked every day and dated each other long distance. But then it got to a point where Sandy's like, hey, bucko, I'm not just going to wait around for you forever. And she actually dated someone else before we ultimately got together. Yeah. Um, And I bought my juice bar. Yeah. So I invested in like a business here in California, which like rooted me down here even more, which would be like the scary thought of like, wow, we're 3000 miles away. I just bought a business in California, he's starting his career in finance in Boston. Like we're 3000 miles apart. Like how will this work? And like, I always had weight on my mind and I felt like I knew that he was the one, but I was like, maybe we're just too young and it's like not a right now thing. And so it was like heartbreaking to me, but I was like, I'm a relationship person and I want to make this work, but, um, it doesn't seem like it's a right now thing. So I have to like release this. And so I was like, listen, if you're not ready to like have titles and be official, I get that, but I'm going to like do my own thing. And so I literally like got a Tinder and the first person I met on there, I dated for a year and a half. (laughs) And oh my God, like it was so, I remember feeling so guilty because I'm like, man, this guy is really developing feelings for me. And all I can think about is Wade. 
Like every time we hold hands, I'm like, I wish this was Wade. Like I literally was always oh. like, Wade, Wade. Like it was Team Wade. so sad. Like, mm. um, and I felt so guilty about it. Um, but anyway, finally that ended and, um, it got to a point where we were like, what, 26 maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to put my business on the market. I'm going to move out to Boston. I'll find something new. You have a stable thing. And so she broke up with that guy. We had started like talking. Yep. I'm starting to realize like, okay, she's not just there waiting for whenever I'm ready. And there's, you're never ready. And okay. I've established my career a little bit. I've grown and matured. We've, we've done this for a few years now. Okay. I got to take, we got to take that step before I even feel ready, quote unquote for it. And yeah. Sandy has always just is a move maker. And she's like, okay, I'm going to list my business, come to Boston, live with you for a year meet your friends and your family and your world and do your world for a year. And then we'll move back to California. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sounds good. All sounds good. And so we started like, you know, we became official and all the things, which it it always felt like in my heart, I always knew we were going to get married. So even though Sandy was like, like dated someone else, it's funny. I always just had this inner knowing of how like our life would turn out. I think. Yeah. It became official. Yeah. 2016. So seven July years ago. July 2nd of July 2016. 2nd, 2016. You asked me to be your girlfriend. Yeah. I officially asked, will you be my girlfriend? Yeah. On a walk on the beach in Cape Cod. <laughs> so cool. Wow. Um, oh, I remember that moment. I have butterflies right now. But yeah, I always, I always had this knowing or this confidence or security. And I don't know why. I think it's just when you know, you know. And, but anyways, I asked her to be my girlfriend and we made plans for her to move out and us to move in together. And we got an apartment together in Boston. And it happened fast. It happened it was so like, fast. I literally yeah. had another boyfriend. Then I broke up. Then I was like, what do we do? Like, I love you. Like, I want to be with you. And then put my business for sale, move across the country with no plan. I remember my dad being like, Sandy, what are you, what are your intention? What's his intentions with you? Um, and I was like, dad, this might be the dumbest decision of my life, but I need to do this. I've always been one to follow my gut. <laughs> I love it. I know. That was such a you know, looking back at that, that was such like a leap of faith. We I know, were dating and stuff, like, but you damn, owned a business. We were just we were young. We were starting our careers. Like you owned a business. You were gonna sell from across the country. You know, we and knew I, each other, but yeah, there was no like full long commitment. There was no engagement. There was no rain. rain. There was, there was like none of that. I mean, I, I think when you know, you know, and in your heart, you know, and you trust, but that was trusting. It was brave. It was a leap of faith on both ends, but especially on yours to be like, Hey, I'm going to come to you for a year. And Sandy's like, was thinking probably playing chess, like 10 steps ahead to like, all right, I'm a, we'll come out to Boston for a year. We'll do the, the little Boston thing. And then we're going to come back to California and like, shit's going to get real. Like we're going to settle down. Yeah. It, it definitely felt like a huge sacrifice. And I kind of held that over your head. Cause remember. Yeah. I, Sandy like holds grudges for sure. No, I'm not talking about a grudge. <laughs> I'm talking about how a year later we're still like living together and like getting ready to move back to California. And I was like, listen, we've been doing this, like, like be my wifey, blah, blah, blah. For like four years without <laughs> commitment. Like, like I need a ring by the end of the year. Sandy, Sandy tried to throw a deadline on. No, I did throw a deadline. Yeah, in her mind, she did, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, sure, sure." (laughs) And I knew she was serious, but and you know, the women out there, like, there's some. Even though, like, we knew and I knew, there's still something about the security of like, wow, 
he gave me a ring. We're getting married. Like there's still that, even though it was destined, we knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen that guys, there is something cool about like, wow, I get to propose. Like I I get guys are going to do it. I know. I know girls can too. It's traditionally speaking guys do, but that was exciting. And I remember being like, okay, I'm definitely going to do it when I'll figure that out and whatever. So we planned to live in Boston for a year. And then we were going to a friend's wedding in Croatia for a week. And so I figured let's go to, we were talking about, let's go to Switzerland for a week. Let's do a whole Europe trip. After we move out of Boston, before we move back to California, let's do a Europe trip in between. So we went to Europe for two weeks, a week in Switzerland first, and then a week in Croatia. Yeah. While all of our belongings were being shipped on a train from yeah. Boston to California. Yeah. And Sandy gets to show me, you know, she is Swiss heritage and she's been to Switzerland so many times and her mom's from there and gets to show me around there. And we were just so excited. And it was this next chapter. We were closing the Boston chapter. We were going to open the California chapter, but in between we had this cool Europe trip and to celebrate our friends getting married. Like I remember thinking months, three months, whatever before, like, oh my gosh, the perfect, that is the perfect time. And so I, um, called my my aunt Sally who makes engagement rings like and I was like okay here's what I think she likes and Sandy of course had sent me like ring style she liked oh I had definitely given criteria like it's got to be at least two carrots I have German (laughs) sausage chub fingers (laughs) so I need that to be like a a good size and I want a thin band and needs to be rose gold like I gave you so much direction yeah so I think I've worked with with my aunt and I think we we totally nailed it but I remember then traveling with a ring to Europe and like that was, you know, and even I had the ring for like three months before we even left. And it was like in our small apartment in Boston. I was like hidden in the closet in one of my old winter coats that I wasn't using in a thing in a interior pocket. It was like there were so many layers to it, but I'm like, what if she finds it? And then I got to travel with it. And so we're in Switzerland having just an amazing time. And Sandy's, Sandy's showing me around and we had planned to go to Zermatt. And go see the Matterhorn, which was one of her favorites and her mom's favorite spots. And so much so, they actually planted a tree in your mom's honor, you and your family. And I knew we were going to go to that spot. And I knew it was a special day. And it was like, I had planned for months like this. That's it. That's my day. And I remember waking up that morning and just feeling so many butterflies, but in the best, most exciting way. And your, your aunt and uncle were with us there in Zermatt. And I remember in the morning, I had told them, oh, the night before, actually, at dinner, you went to the bathroom. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to propose to Sandy tomorrow. And they were like, oh, cool. And I'm like, okay, she's coming back. And they're like, how can we help? And I was like, can you get white roses in the morning? And you get whatever chocolates or something. I forget. She was like, I'm going to get chocolates. And so on the way up, us three know, and Sandy doesn't. And we're going up to the spot. And we're going up to, you know, it's beautiful blue sky, bluebird day. The Matterhorn is crisp and clear. We're walking around. We're going, we're going off an old photo to find where you guys planted the tree to, to see, okay, where is this? And, and so we're looking around and I figured when we get to the tree, I'll ask for a picture. Boom. It'll go down. And, and this tree is where we spread my mom's ashes. Yes. Yes. My family and I like years before. So it's like a very special spot. So, and it's wild because about three weeks before guys, I I'm like an intuitive person. I had a dream yes, yeah. <laughs> that Wade proposed to me at the Matterhorn. Okay. Which is literally okay. Real life. We're now there. Right. So I called my sister. I'm like, Ton, 
I had a dream Wade proposed to me at the Matterhorn. And Tanya knew because I told Tanya. Yeah. And so she's, she's like, in the know at this point. She's like, Sandy, you need to just be in the moment and just. Yeah, you put so much you pressure, put so much on, pressure it, like, on him. Don't make this about anything yeah. other than visiting mom's spot. You're- I think she helped lead off the track to like, it's probably not going to happen quite yet, but just like be fine That's with it. It's a freaking wild dream. Let it go. There's <laughs> no truth to it. Just don't put that pressure on him. That's, that's not what this trip is about. This trip is totally like, and I was like, okay, okay. Meanwhile, I think a few weeks before too, you brought up like, have you connected with your aunt Sally yet? Because you knew oh she made God. friends. And you go, oh, I should get her number. Yeah. I was like, what the? And so I was like trying to lead Sandy off the scent. And so <laughs> and that was a big moment because I was like, she's off the scent. And it's September. And I told you, you had till the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm like, it's September and he doesn't have her number. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be proposed to in the next four months. <laughs> I'm supposed to be proposed to based Man, off my deadline. Women are so funny with their deadlines and everything. But anyways, so we had, I had kind of had these few things happen like that where I was like, okay, she's led off the scent. And I'm sure in the back of your mind somewhere, you're probably still, like, it, or, maybe it'll happen. But I remember totally like all we had was like little luggages. And I, if you were around our luggage or anything, I remember being playing totally cool and not being like, oh, don't go over there or anything like not you know, weird nervous energy at all. And so I was like, I don't think she's expecting it. And so we get up there, we're looking, we find your mom's tree and we're happy and elated and excited. And I ask uh, Ignaz and Nicole, your aunt and uncle to take a picture and I'm like your position. Okay. Towards it and boom, drop down on one knee and propose. And I had memorized how I wanted to propose. I had yeah, rehearsed it. Was pretty it. Impressive. Yeah. I had I rehearsed it a few times. I that. And uh, gosh, that was amazing. What a special moment. I remember when I put the ring on, what was your first thought? (laughs) (laughs) This is so Sandy. (laughs) Not that you're like that, but it's just a funny story. I was crying so hard. So keep in mind, my eyes were full of water. I remember like blinking and looking down and you were holding this box and being like, wow, he got a speck, but it's fine. He's proposing, so I can't have mine. I was like, yes, yes. She thought it was a speck ring, she called it. By speck, I meant like, I thought it was like, like a, no offense, right? But I'm like, okay, I think he got like a 0.25 of a carrot, like literally a speck. And and then I'm like, later on, I looked at it. I was like, oh my God, this ring is gorgeous. But like, I didn't, I could, I was so overwhelmed in the moment that I was like, okay, we'll have to talk about that later. But at least he proposed. <laughs> it, it's a perfect size. It's, it's not amazing. a speck. It's it. a little over two carrots. Anyways, and it was amazing. And then I also wrote a letter to your mom, like kind of one, asking for your hand in marriage from her and to kind of saying, I'm going to protect her and love her and guide her and honor her and all the things. And so I, I remember reading a letter to your mom after I had proposed and it just being, and it was all on video and we, we should watch it again soon, but it was such a special day and moment. And it was so beautiful out, which I know it's hit or miss there in Zermatt and especially looking at the Matterhorn. And I remember then we got to do these like bike scooters down the mountain again and we stopped at this amazing lunch spot like on the side of the mountain and we had champagne and we celebrated and had lunch and what a day that was and so we got truly incredible we got engaged in switzerland we enjoyed our last few days in switzerland we went to croatia and we got to kind of travel the world now as newly engaged and getting ready to head back to california and start our life together out in california yeah it was really magical um yeah. And then we came back and 
um, we have a whole nother episode. I want to say it's episode two of our journey into entrepreneurship Yeah, because alongside all this love part, we're telling you, there was also massive transitions happening mm-hmm. in our life. Everything from like me selling my business to doing odd jobs, to getting my real estate license, to Wade transitioning. I always wanted to work with Sandy. Like I yeah. always knew I did and I never knew how it would happen. And everything she was doing, because she wasn't going to come do what I was doing in finance. Like Hell no. that wouldn't work, but everything right. she was doing, I was like, <laughs> I, I could do, I could make that work. I could do that. I could figure that out. We could build that together, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were still in corporate. <laughs> um. So anyway, we came back and we lived in Laguna Beach for the first year and a half. And we planned our wedding. We had a nice engagement, like good, what, 15 month engagement. Yeah, something so like that. We got married on New Year's Eve of 2018. Mm-hmm. And that Dana date, Point Harbor. Yeah. That date was significant. That was 30 years before on New Year's Eve was when my parents got married. Mm, so, so special. We, we loved that date and just symbolic of like, I don't know, new beginnings. I recommend like New Year's Eve weddings are fun because They're as you so get older, fun. like New Year's Eve is kind of just like lame. You don't want to go out to the party or the club or anything, but you're like, oh, wow, celebrate a wedding. And it's kind of like you just show up and you you get to drink and dance and eat. And, it, you know, you don't even have to spend money, really. And and it's you're celebrating life and love and you ring in the new year together. It's like so rad. It's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, then we bought our first we went on our honeymoon and we bought our first place on our honeymoon. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother story. story yeah, um, uh, we lived there for a couple of years and then we moved to the place. Uh, our next place that was just down the road. And now fast forward where we're at, we're we're now, we've been married for four and a half years about. Mm -hmm. um, And we have a 16 month dog. Almost a year and a half old. And I'm pregnant with a second. And so it's, it's a journey and it's fun to retell the story. It's fun to be like, cause it's so easy to get caught up in the day to day and just be like annoyed with certain things or whatever. And it's like, wait, let's be reminded like how, like literally sometimes I'm reminded, like I used to cry myself to sleep when we were on opposite coasts and just be like, will we ever get to share a bed together? Mm-hmm. Like, will we ever, how, like, I didn't understand how we would have a life together. Like long distance seemed like it was like this death sentence. I was yeah. like, this is so hard. I think for marriage, like anyone who's been in a relationship for a while or, or married, we it's so easy for us to take for granted what we used to like wish for, mm-hmm. what we used to dream of. We used to dream of living together and being able to sleep in the same bed and and dream of a family and dream of all these things. And now we we're living that dream, but it's easy to take for granted. And when it's that's why it's so great to go back and reflect and reflect on where you've come together as a couple and your roots and your foundation and your love story, because it kind of brings back those feelings and emotions of like, and gratitude of like, wow, look how far we've come. And we've designed this life together. And we dreamed of this life. And we're now literally living out our dream. And it's easy day to day sometimes to take for granted. And even get complacent in in your relationship or your marriage, but you kind of come back to how far you've come and 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 grateful for where you are. And then it's like, okay, what are the next chapters? Like what chapters are we working on writing right now? Yeah. So I think this week, some of you may have known that story. If you've been a getting magnetic follower for a while, um, you know, our love story and why our intro says baby best friends, Mm -hmm. husband and wife. (laughs) Um, but we wanted to retell it with this theme of marriage and love. Um, and we wanted to have a call to action for you 
to retell your love story to someone this week. Maybe it's just you and your partner being like, okay, let's like go back to basics. Like what was your mindset or what was your, like when you first saw me or when you first, you know, came across my profile on Tinder, whatever your story is, your story is perfect. Tell each other the story yeah. or maybe tell someone else the story. If you guys are going to rehash it together. Yeah. Going on a double date this week or something like be like, next time someone says, how do you meet? How'd you meet? Don't just be like, Oh, mutual friends. Or, Oh, we met on hinge. Be like, Okay, you got 20 minutes because yeah. this is a good story. Yeah. And like get into it. Yeah. And like build off of it with each other. Because really, like by the end of this, Wade and I are looking at each other like, wow, we have a really phenomenal, yeah, like I almost said upbringing, but you know what I mean? Like foundation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so re- reflect with your partner if, if you have one, if you're in a relationship on your guys' foundation and your roots and your love story and, and how far you've come. And then tell it to someone this week, whether that's, it could be your kids. Have your kids heard your full love story and how you guys met? It could be on a double date. It could be whoever. Um, And if you're single listening to this, maybe the call to action is visualize your love story. Like who do you want to meet? Who is that person? How are you guys going to meet? The more clear you can get in your mind and Mm -hmm. specific with it, not to say it'll happen exactly that way. It very well could but the more clear you are, everything, the world, your brain, your heart, your soul, everything is going to start to work to put those pieces and opportunities in front of you to kind of bring that visualization to life. So if you're single, maybe start to think about and visualize what do you want your love story, your foundation, your roots to be Mm. and uh, go from there. And I think we're looking forward to the rest of this month kind of diving into love and marriage. And we are going to bring someone on uh, to interview with kind of marriage pros and experts. And we'll, we'll see where, where the month takes us, but where it's like getting intentional about our marriage. And this isn't coming from a place that we're perfect or we haven't figured out. We like get into tiffs all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Something we're actually working through now, like as new parents too, I feel like is like communication around like parenting is like we come from different mindsets about it. And so like almost like conflict resolution, which is something I feel like we could even have a whole episode about this month of how to like work through things that you don't have the same opinion about Mm -hmm. and how to come at that from a place that feels like you're both being heard. And yeah, so we're going to cover lots of things. It's going to be great. And we look forward to being on this journey with you. So thanks for listening today. And appreciate, I've seen all the people subscribing, leaving five-star reviews. So appreciate you. And if you if you haven't done that yet, we so appreciate you listening and leaving those reviews and stuff. That helps us grow and reach you know, an even bigger audience and be recognized by Apple, which is pretty cool. So thank you guys for listening and sharing and doing all that you do. We love you. We'll see you next Wednesday. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.